Hello, everyone. Welcome to Cody's Car Conundrum. I'm your host, Cody Wagner. No duh, right? Here we discuss everything from car news, culture, movies, stories, games, interviews, events, and so much more. Without further delay, on with the show. Hey, hey, everyone. Welcome to this podcast. Today, we are going to be doing another new car. This one's rather boring, but it's also kind of weird because this brand has... The, the fall from grace has been... Arguably magnificent in terms of scale. We are talking about the MGHS plug-in hybrid, and it's apparently priced from £29,995. Let's get into this sad, sad automobile. The MGHS Compact SUV reached UK shores last year in October, offering buyers a single-engine choice in a 1.5-liter turbocharged four-cylinder uh, four-cylinder gasoline unit with 160 horsepower, 162 PS and 184 pound-feet of torque, or 250 newton-meters of torque. Well, here's the good news. The upcoming plug-in hybrid variant of the HS is considerably more powerful than the gasoline version, and you can order it starting next month from 29,995 pounds. This article was written in September 24th of 2020, so you can probably order it by now. This is MG's first model to feature a plug-in hybrid drivetrain using the existing 1.5-liter turbo engine, along with a 90-kilowatt electric motor. This results in an EV-only range of 32 miles or 51 kilometers and a combined power output of 254 horsepower, 258 PS. Thanks to a new 10-speed automatic gearbox, the MGHS Feb can accelerate to 60 miles per hour or 96 kilometers per hour in 6.9 seconds, a full 3 seconds quicker than the gasoline unit. So basically, it's mildly quick. Since the MGHS arrived in showrooms last year, it has established itself as a high-quality flagship for MG, building on the success of the smaller MGZS to offer even more comfort, practicality, and great value features that are prized by C-segment SUV buyers, said MG sales and marketing executive Daniel Gregorius. That's a... Well, I don't mean to make fun of you, dude, but that's a that's actually a really interesting last name. I, wa- I want to know what the family tree of the Gregoriuses is like. I want to know how that happened. New MGHS plug-in makes the already terrific value MGHS. Are you sure about that? Well, it might be a good value. Well, no, it might be cheap. <laughs> the best thing to say about it is that it might be cheap. Anyway, though, the already terrific value MGHS range even more appealing as it brings with it the promise of a zero emissions 32 mile range with added performance and at a price point comparable to some other manufacturers' smaller internal combustion engine models. It's a tremendously affordable package that we think will be a huge hit with both family and fleet customers. The model range consists of two variants, the £29,995 or $38,000 Excite, which features the MG... Okay, it's going to be anything but exciting. Let's just get that... Let's get that out of the way off the bat. Which features the MG Pilot as standard, along with the 18-inch Hurricane wheels, leather-style trim... Electrically adjustable heated front seats, automatic headlights and wipers, keyless entry, dual zone climate control, a 10.1 inch touchscreen with Android Auto and Apple CarPlay, a 360 degree parking camera, and silver roof rails. I'm I'm surprised that they have a 360 degree parking camera, because in my opinion, I I say in my opinion, I would have I thought that MG was doing worse for wear. To be honest with you, I didn't think they'd have the money to be able to afford. A 360-degree camera, even though that technology has trickled down for a few, from a few years ago. For £32,495, or $41,300, you can have the exclusive spec, which adds a power-operated tailgate, panoramic skyroof, full leather upholstery with ambient interior lighting, metal sport sports pedals, electrically adjustable passenger seat, and LED headlights with sequential LED turn signals. MG actually made it a point to say that the 
HSFEV is bigger and more spacious than other plug-in hybrids at that price point, and points to the Ford Kuga, Mitsubishi Outlander, Peugeot 3008, and the Vauxhall Grandland X as being more expensive by anywhere from £3,590, or $4,500, to £6,705, or $8,500. The real question there, though, is, is the MG a better car than any of those previous offers? I mean, as... Honestly, as bad as, or as perhaps poorly as MG seems to be currently, they might be doing a little bit better than Mitsubishi. So at the very least, MG might not be at the very bottom of the totem pole so far. Especially considering it would seem that the influx of money from, whoever, from whatever Chinese company owns them now has certainly helped them to produce more technologically advanced and certainly some better looking cars. I mean... The HS still seems like a joke to me, but it does actually look good. It sort of looks like it looks like it could be a Mazda, which is a little bit unfortunate that it looks so similar to one, but at the same time, a lot of modern Mazdas look really, really good. So that's not it's not actually a, a drawback on the MG's part. It looks good. I suppose the other question that would have to be answered is what what is MG's dealer network like now? How hard would it be to find a dealership to service the HS? And then, obviously, how reliable will it be? Honestly, I, I forget that MG still exists, because it, 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 to me, they basically don't. At the very least, they don't in the way that they used to, because MG now, MG now is sort of like where Rover used to be. They make a bunch of normal cars, not a bunch of interesting sports cars. And, of course, it could be argued that MG does not have the money to spend on a frivol frivolous pursuit like a sports car. They need to establish themselves further, and that would be fair enough. But it is a shame that they don't make any they don't make any sports cars anymore. I do want to say though, this interior is also looking very Mazda-like, very very Mazda-like. It's it's good because the because the design is attractive. It's bad because it looks very it it looks like a copycat design, and that's the biggest drawback I think with the HS's interior and the exterior. It's not that it looks bad because it doesn't. It actually looks really really good. It just doesn't look that unique. It doesn't. It doesn't look like it would be an MG. Now, to be fair, what an MG SUV would look like, God only knows. But, or what a, let's say, authentic MG SUV would look like, God only knows. But, yeah. Honestly, I would say, I'd give it a 7 out of 10. It actually looks good. At the very, okay, styling. The styling is a 7 out of 10. It looks good. It's just a shame that it looks, it appears to be so almost like Mazda inspired. I don't think it's I don't think it was inspired by any of the Mazdas, but you'd be forgiven for thinking it was a re it was a badge engineered Mazda. It really does look that similar. As far as the car itself, I'd give it maybe a six. It looks to be of decent value. The price seems to be okay, but what is the reliability like and what is the dealer network like dealer network like and then how do they treat their customers when a recall or whatever is gonna happen? All of those are questions that, honestly, I don't have answers to. But, yeah, it's it's okay. It's surprisingly okay, even. But my my hopes are not that high for it, because I, I guess it's more on me that I have little information on how MG is doing right now when it comes to reliability, their dealer, their dealer network, and other important factors. But if it were... If MG is in a good space, then I would say 6.7, maybe a 7 all the way around. It is an attractive looking package. And it does seem, it does appear to be at a good price point. If if it's if it is good, if the HS is good, well done MG. 
And I do hope that you continue to find some success so you can make, so you can get back to where you were. Anyway, though, that is going to be it for this episode. I hope you all enjoyed. If you did, please make sure to like the episode, share the episode, and follow the podcast. If you're watching on YouTube, then please like, comment, share, and consider subscribing. And if you do genuinely subscribe, thank you. I really appreciate that. Please make sure that you hit the little notification bell and then all notifications so you're notified every time I upload. If you want to listen to this podcast on the road, but you don't have want the pod be mobile app, not a problem. Just type in Cody's Car Conundrum wherever you get your podcast, and then choose the episode you want to listen to. I will see you all next time. You've just listened to me. Probably ramble about some cars, if I'm being honest. If you've enjoyed me passionately talking about lumps of metal on wheels, then why don't you follow me on Twitter at Cody Carr, C-O-N-U-N-D-R-M, or check out my website, www.codyscarconundrum.com, for articles and other car-related content. If you have any questions or would like to become a sponsor, send an email to drtaffy777 at gmail.com and put sponsor in the subject line. Make sure to follow me here or any other platform so you don't miss out on more full throttle content. Thanks for listening. I'll see you all in the next episode.